live content manager, live stream specialist, <laughs> poet. <laughs> Yeah, we could go. Yeah, we could go in many different places. It's um, it's really difficult. Like that, that daunting question. Like, what do you do? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, what part of my life do you want to know? Like, kind of thing. Exactly. Where do you usually go first? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's easy to just say, you know, I work for sneakers and talk about live stream stuff. Yeah. But I guess before this was a, it was quite a difficult thing to answer because it was like yeah. I was doing many things trying to get in and like you know just trying to make sure I could have a stamp on something. So I guess. Writing would always be the thing I'd say. Love writing, but not like a long form because I'm not like you know, I'm not a English literature teacher. I'm not. I'm not on that level yet. But um, creative writing was always like an amazing thing. I love like kind of fixing or finding a solution to something. And mm-hmm. then poetry stuff was just always something that I love to do. I guess I flirt with it a lot just because I, I don't ever fully commit to it as well. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to do that. And then I guess just like... Your mistress. Yeah, it's a bit mad, like side chick, you know what I mean? Yeah. On the weekends and that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the other thing as well is just having like that creative mind to kind of like understand certain things in marketing or branding mm. and all that kind of stuff or whatever and lending mm. myself to those things. So still still definitely a creative strategist at heart, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Figuring fine. it out, yeah. So, the, so take us to actually started years and years and years ago mm. and the first question I'd ask it was basically based on everyone's favorite place and from there we'd have a conversation and it would kind of just like sp- spill over into like who they are as people and what they do so I think in keeping with the way that we used to do things I want to ask where your favorite place was in the world and why favorite place in the world what as like a kid or just in general just in general Favourite place in the world? Oof. I think currently, I'm not going to lie, my favourite place in the world is New York right now. I can't lie. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a Hackney baby through and through. Hackney all I thought over. you were going to say Hackney. I actually yeah. No, I think, tri- I think <laughs> it's I think it's, in, it's important to, like, keep your mind open and, like, you know, just mm-hmm. show a progression of things. Like, I think Hackney's always going to be in my heart, so that's that's a given. It doesn't matter. But yeah. I think New York is a place that, to me, for to be to be honest, I never thought I would even step foot in anywhere in America after 2020. Just, I, just, I, I, I think there's a lot of people I said that. I was like, I'm never going to America ever. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I ate my words and I've uh, been in America many times. But I've um, had a lovely time. had an amazing time and just loved that <laughs> place. But it's chaotic. It's like, it feels like Hackney. It feels like Hackney on steroids. It feels like it understands me. I understand it. It feels like I don't have to explain myself and people just get it. Or they just don't bother, do you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to even question mm-hmm. certain things as well. But it just feels like a great place for creative output. And you can find new things as well on a regular basis. But it's just yeah. that that element of chaos is amazing. Like it's just, yeah, I agree. It feels, uh, with, the, with the spillage of dirt as well. It's just, and yeah. rats. Yeah, just and rats. rats. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and a little bit of piss. Just sprinkle a little bit of piss. <laughs> it's just... just... Yeah, just, just sprinkled. Sprinkle a bit of piss. Yeah. You know? Okay, um, I want you to kind of walk us backwards. So mm. from where we are right now to maybe at the beginning of everything and how we got here, but the progression, but in reverse. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, sometimes I'm probably going to forget things. So if I go off tangent, just let me know. Time lips. But um, I'm 32, so allow me. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but um i'd say so from here uh i'm now sneakers like sneakers like or senior senior sneakers and neighborhood live stream manager actually just in case you was wondering um <laughs> before this i was a specialist so specialist is a like entry role great 
kind of place to start at Nike, you kind of like uh, learn the ranks of like what happens in marketing, brand plans mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff or whatever. But before that, I was still very much like, you know, as they say, getting out of the mud, figuring it out. So I had just stumbled upon the use of LinkedIn. I thought it was just an Instagram for corporate people, to be honest with yeah. you. And that just wasn't with the games. So someone said to me, that was like, yo, you should really update your LinkedIn. And I didn't believe them until I did it. So mm-hmm. I guess I got caught in a catchment of, well, catchment or caught in a, a cluster of like different searches. And um, I was getting hit up from like uh, Complex, it was Burberry at one point. Oh. Um, there was um, AKQA. Um, and it was all the same thing every single time. It's like, you can do a lot of things, but we just don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a while, I was just kind of getting pissed off as I like, stop wasting my time do you know, do you know what I mean um, but it was an interesting period because I learned a lot about how to focus what I need to do um, and then a little bit before that I worked a lot of retail retail was incredible like I loved mm-hmm. retail like um, definitely a lot of standing um, and I think I had privilege to have like good places that I worked at I think the ones that most stand out um, I'll start off with Abercrombie and Fitch. That was an oh, interesting, cute. interesting uh, place. I think everyone just associates the place with sex and naked men. And mm-hmm. I was going to ask bit. if you were doing topless totty. Nah, sure I never had the six pack like that, so I couldn't really. You know, I say I never qualified to be honest sure, with you, but it was interesting. But um, <laughs> that was that was really that was. I think that was my first big example of like what it's like to work retail hours and all that kind of stuff or whatever um i had had a few jobs before that but that was like a real change and i just started going to college around that time as well and i mm-hmm. kind of did it in between uni too but just learning about people managers uh politics and all that politics. kind of stuff or whatever mm-hmm. it was really really interesting and then some time after i went to j crew and that was really interesting because, like, I only knew what I saw online and just kind of, like, knew that they were amazing tailoring. Um, they right. had great use of materials, loads of Laura Piana in terms of, like, their cashmere, um, loads of great wool. Um, and then their collabs of, like, New Balance and, like, all their, their exclusive New Balance and Nike is all amazing too. And then getting into Present was, like, the real, real kind of game changer. That was, like, you know, a school of life uh understanding streetwear understanding menswear and mm-hmm. just kind of a taste level that you just can't get anywhere else you know there is nothing Absolutely. like uh present anymore it just encompassed everything and we saw everybody come through that door mm-hmm. so it was a lot of listening watching learning what was the right thing to do learning probably what not to do as well because there was a lot mm-hmm. of mistakes made as well um but it was just a great place to meet people um i met Ollie there and worked at Superimpose through that. I understood what copywriting was through that as well because I, I, I had launched um, a page called Words by Stowe and I was, it was born out of frustration to be honest with you. It was like mm. I, I wanted to do more than just be on the shop floor and I was trying to get noticed and uh, a good brother of mine, Nicholas, was like, why don't you just do the things that, you know, you want people to employ you for basically. So started doing that still probably has like 200 followers or whatever i haven't updated in ages um but that got me noticed by ollie and a few other people and he was like oh you write poetry so you can write copy and i was like yeah whatever you say bro yeah <laughs> sure I even know. yeah sure i didn't even know what it meant and um wrote this really really good uh piece of copy for adidas which went mm-hmm. on to uh a campaign for eqt uh adidas eqt parlay collab and that was like the real kind of first freelance job I did I got paid for it I thought I was just going to get free shoes um, <laughs> then uh, I took myself to where did we go we went to it was me and my boy Reese and Jamie we went to Brazil that was a 
amazing one because yeah, the the paycheck for me at the time was really really good really really yeah. good um but yeah man that was like a nice kind of like crash course of everything but um yeah. i say even before all of the work stuff church was probably like the first outlet of anything creative to be honest with you um i went to kicc for a long time there's a lot of great musicians that have come out of kicc um i always say the church is the biggest talent agency that no one's 100 really actually made a talent agency mm-hmm. um especially <laughs> at the music level but um yeah, they just had amazing, like, singers, musicians, and then it was a place where I could, like, you know, get into my poetry and just, like, you know, talk what I wanted to do, talk what I want on my mind out loud, basically. Yeah. Would you say that's probably where you developed a lot of confidence? When I think about you on Sneakers Live and you're just talking and being yourself, you don't seem shy or you don't pull back and you've been like that from the beginning and I've always just thought this is so daunting I don't know how you just Just jumped into it like where did that come from yeah I think yeah you're right I think um the church is a big church KCC is huge right so like speaking in front of like you know a thousand kids the same age as you at the time Mm. or like some adults or whatever and then speaking in front of a camera, it's like, this is easy, man. Like, do you know what I mean? That part is easier. Um, there is still some, like, uh, fears in terms of, like, you still get a little bit of jitters before. But I think that's more so because you're excited and that's adrenaline right. running through your body rather right. than rather than the fear. But, yeah, the church, like, set up the stages to kind of kick out that nervousness. Um, I think there were periods where, like, if you look closely, you'll see, like, my hand shaking or, like, something tapping just constantly, basically, until I get into yeah. the real rib of a bit, or, like, maybe sweating way too much, to be honest. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we can't tell. Yeah, It's yeah. fine. Nobody knows. It's given right. shine. So. Yeah. But then, yeah, there was a period where I did do some poetry events as well, um, mm. like, here and there. But, yeah, I think the church is what set me up for that stage, to be fair. Would you bring back the poetry events? The, uh, ooh, I, I don't know. Am I too removed now? Like, because if, if I'm honest, this, this is a safe space. Like, I really do hate poetry events. Like, they kind of make me <laughs> sick a little bit. Um, big up James Messiah. Is it the clicking? I mean, yeah. James Messiah, you know, because but James Messiah is yeah. like a rock star. So his yeah. poetry events aren't really poetry. It's different, events. yeah. His one, yeah. The his James Messiah yeah. events. It's, yeah. I don't even know if you call them poetry events. I think they're really experienced. Like, so mm. let's not water it down to that. But yeah, I think yeah, poetry events make me sick. So. I don't know, man. Like, I love writing, I love poetry, but like, I just hate the events and like the the yeah. scene that it has. It's just there's a connotation to it. It's just uh, I don't know, yeah. man. I mean, just yeah. just throw us one, just like one yeah. Christmas special. We'll do it together. Know. We'll do it together. Yes, we'll do it together. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're lying to me, but it's cool. I am. That's okay, <laughs> though. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay, if. Okay, if all of this was like a game, I'm trying to word this in a way that you'll get it, but if your entire journey was like a a game with several levels and, you know, you had little things that you had to get through in order to get to the next level, what would you say were the booby traps? Like, what would you say, what would you say the things that cropped up that you didn't expect that kind of set you back a little bit that if you were to explain to somebody else what your journey was and to try and help them overcome those things so they get to the next level faster, what what would you tell them? Um... I would say a lot of that would have probably been listening to people's advice too much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And maybe I didn't, maybe I wouldn't have looked like I acted upon it at the time, but there was probably me withholding myself from going after certain things Um, at really, really early stages, I'd say. Um, For example, like um, I probably wouldn't have went uni if I, if I know what I know now. 
Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I've, I've said this before in another chat I had where um, when I was at uni, I was really tight with these boys from UAE. And um, they just, I think they were just living a different life because money was just like paper. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, was, it was just something there. But <laughs> they were always like, oh, Will, like, you should be, you should be doing something in fashion. Like, you shouldn't be on this course. And I just used to take it as an offence. Like, you're trying to say I'm not smart enough to be on this forensic chemistry course, right. basically. But they could see something that I was obviously excited about in mm-hmm. the way that I looked the things that I spoke about and it just jumped out to them it just wasn't jumping out in confidence for me mm-hmm. basically so I say yeah I think I probably wouldn't have gone uni I probably wouldn't have watched like what everyone else was doing because it seemed like there's a period between like you um college and uni where things just start to move at a mad pace basically yeah and it's like you have to make life altering decisions it feels yep. like like are you going to go here are you going to travel are you going to work mm-hmm. what are you going to do are you going to start having kids and just have a family like what are you going to do, do you <laughs> it's know? too much to be it's honest a, yeah it's a lot of it's a lot going on and you need to really mm. take time do you know what I mean um and I wouldn't ever say that my parents like put me under any mad pressure my mum's always brilliant but it's just the other voices around like the aunties yeah. that are always asking like you know what's going on here what are you doing here like, it's like, oh, like I had one the other day that was really interesting she's she's always asking the same stuff she's not related to me so I don't mind baiting her up but um <laughs> she was like she's been asking me for years like why am I not still still doing forensics and it's like brother like let it go it's, it's 2012 it's been over a decade I yeah, feel this is not really happening. Do you know what I mean? But she was like, oh, like, how's work? And I knew how to, like, you know, in Nigerians, you have to know how to answer them. So I was just like, yeah, man, just come back from um, Copenhagen. Just been traveling. She's like, you, you travel for work? I was like, yeah, man. It's like, you don't even know if I'm lying. Just throw that in like, there. You have no I mean, just throw, yeah, just throw it out there. Do you know what I mean? It sounds jizzy. So. Yeah, it sounds spicy. So, so, I mean, it was enough to, for her to leave me alone. But I'd say, yeah, the listening to the voice of others and how it impacted me. And then also um, probably not taking things so personal as well. Right. I'd say that was probably like a trap because I think that probably made me think I needed to, um, I don't know, feel a certain way about what I was doing basically and take it like in an emotional way. Again, I'm very good at privately holding things so people would never know this, but like how it looks on like the decisions I make is always the telltale. So that definitely held me back. I remember it was a long time I had a vendetta against Converse and they don't look (laughs) good on you basically. This is very interesting. Not you at night now. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I wanted to ask what kind of like advice you would give yourself, maybe we're at 32, like five years ago. What, what would you have said? The advice I would give is what's the worst that can happen? Hmm. That's the advice I would give. I yeah. would tell myself, take a shot and just like keep shooting. Um, hmm. I think, yeah, there's a lot of apprehensiveness of like, try new things and I got there in the end but I wish I tried a lot more and failed a lot more to be Mm. honest with you because um you get to find out about yourself you get to find out what you're good at you get Mm. to find out what doesn't work and don't waste your time anymore but honestly what's the worst that can happen like as long as you're not gonna die it's not that deep exactly (laughs) (laughs) it's so true I also wanted to ask you know in New York is there like a specific restaurant bar club place oh yeah I love Where? Lullaby. Lullaby and LES is amazing. Um, yeah. I went in there. Big up Stellan. Stellan's one of my colleagues. Um, he's from LA, but I feel like he's been everywhere in life. But we went into Lullaby and I asked for Tommy's Margarita. Obviously, big up Rami because Rami put me on Tommy's Big Margarita. up Rami each and every time. Yeah, he's got me on Tommy's Margarita. But uh, I went there and I asked for one. And I've been at different bars and I've been asking for this drink. Even in London, a lot of people don't 
No yeah. one is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked this guy, and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, Tommy's margarita." He was like, "Yo, nobody asked for that." He was like, "How do you know <laughs> that is?" He was like, "I'm from." I think he said he was from San Francisco and he said he, he used to work at Tommy's bar or some, something like that. So apparently it's a, he worked at the place where the drink was made. Basically. Stop. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's so amazing. So he was just like, yeah, man. Like he, yeah, he was excited. Like he was proper excited. So yeah, lullabies is a spot that lullabies a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say, I know it sounds really basic, but I really do like sweet chick. Sweet chick is really nice. Like the shrimp and grits yeah. or green, green shrimp. Is it shrimp and grits or shrimp? I don't know which order you say it. Yeah, shrimp and grits, right? Yeah. right? yeah, shrimp and grits. It just feels like um Ebba. Like, like, <laughs> it feels like Ebba and Bron. Someone it. said this on Twitter the other day. Yeah, yeah it's Gary Everything and Bron. Basically, yeah. literally. Yeah, I love it. Not you keeping this Tommy story. I didn't know that. Nah, it's crazy. I don't. When did this happen? I'm trying to remember. You know, I went a bunch of times last year, so I don't remember yeah. exactly which one it was. But that was so funny. And then I saw him again at another bar in Brooklyn and like was having the same conversation again but yeah it was yeah that was funny and lastly if we to go f- fast forward five years what are we hoping for um I really want to be able to um own my own brand in terms of like the brand of House of Stowe Wolfstow mm-hmm. like much better than I am now it feels like I'm f- still flirting with it a little bit but mm-hmm. definitely being more intentional about it um I want to be able to say I've reached at least director level at Nike before I start looking at whatever, what else the world has to offer Wolfstow mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, there's some more music in the, Come on, music. <laughs> in the future as well, you know. That'd but be yeah, amazing. I think those are and like, some probably, poetry events. Yeah, some poetry events, you know. <laughs> maybe a little party here there, maybe. Yes! But yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, honing in on the brand of Wolfstow, I think is important. I think I've yeah. um, been, yeah, been like kind of pushing things for a long time, but not properly and intentionally in a way that mm-hmm. I know I can. But yeah, it's coming. Fab, and that's it. Oh, that's that was it. amazing. This was great. Thanks, Will. Yay! <laughs>